Okay, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Let's go, fellas! Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with JJ and Ryan. Hello. What's up? What's up, gentlemen? This is our first post-draft podcast. We get to geek out and fawn all over the Patriots' brand new 2021 draft class. We'll talk through some of the other notable picks, some of the mistakes, as always, and then uh, some watchouts for what do we think are some boom-bust candidates in this year's draft mm-hmm. Wrap it up with a little uh, Aaron Rodgers, look around the league. A couple question marks hanging out there for different teams. But off the jump, uh, JJ, what what were you thinking? Mac Jones moving down the draft board as we're inching closer to the Patriots pick. He he was falling. Um, You know, there was that whole rumor that the Niners were going to go for him. And they decided to go for Trey Lance, which there were rumors about. But I was still surprised. So... They had a quarterback fall to him, one of the top five guys, arguably based on the write-up of him. Uh, you know, a very New England-type guy. It seems like he could work in our system, comes from Saban, which has, you know, done okay for us. Uh, can't believe they went for a quarterback in the first round. I feel like I I knew they were going to do something at quarterback. I, was, I am surprised it ended up with Mac Jones. Uh, I'm very happy we have something to work with and some kind of future. Somewhere to go instead of just like, oh, yeah, Jared Stidham, fourth-round pick from 2018, and then, like, other old-season veterans that you just, like, you know, get retreads of. So we got a guy. That's the biggest. And then I, I really – I thought the Patriots draft went pretty well. I think we got some good names. Yeah, I mean, it was going pretty late. I think it was 13, and um, Justin Fields and Mac Jones were on the board. So I'm sitting there thinking we're going to have legitimate – shot to get uh, Justin Fields, who, who I wanted more. I think he's got the higher upside. He's probably got the lower floor. Um, but and then the Bears make a big move to trade up, um, and we lucked out, and we still got a quarterback. And I was just really excited because to get a, a new quarterback on this team, so awesome. we, we know at least Cam stays are numbered. Um, and I, I think he's going to probably have to suck pretty hard to get benched, being that we have a rookie as his uh, – his backup, but I, I, I like Mac Jones. I think 15 is probably a bit of a reach based on his upside, but there's something very appe- appealing about the unknown as a far as like opposed to bringing in a veteran where you already kind of know what he is. Um, yeah. I don't think he's going to wow anyone with his talent, like from a play to play basis, but he's one of those guys where you look at his numbers over the period of, of time and, the efficiency is kind of like what wows you and impresses you about Mac Jones. He set he set records, collegiate records for efficiency. They have this weird like passer efficiency stat that goes up to 180. It's some weird stat, but whatever. He set the record. It's a good thing. Set the record for completion percentage. It was like 78%, some stupid yeah. number. Yeah. Uh, and what was funny, we were on a Skype call during the draft. And uh, shout out to Skype. Uh, and then <laughs> I think it was zoom actually, whatever, but we're watching Mac Jones drop to the, to the Patriots. And then like collectively we're all like, is Bill going to screw this up? Is Belichick just going to be like, no, I'm going to take an O lineman. I'd go for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think we're, take we're all four. happy that we wound up with a quarterback. It was great the way that it, it was ticking down. It was so dramatic for a Patriots fan. 
and then you're looking at it like, oh, it gets by Dallas. Dallas trades back from 10 to 12. We know Dallas doesn't need a quarterback. They just set a record with Dak's uh, contract. You Eagles move up. They wanted a corner, yeah. Hilarious. They got, they got stonewalled. Uh, they thought they were getting no matter what, and they got none. Yeah, the corners jumped. So the, you got the, the Cowboys and Eagles switch positions. Eagles were maybe for quarterback. They go receiver, and now we're looking at it. We're like, there are four picks here, 11 yeah. th- through 14, and there's two quarterbacks still there. We're like, could mm-hmm. this happen? I didn't think this was possible. And then it was just like pressure-filled every single pick. Bears move up with a big move, something that, that we forecasted last episode. The Jets move up to 14 with the Vikings and then yeah. take a guard. They take that was a strange one. That would that one to me is still, you know, why why did you why did you move up that high to take a take a guard there that wasn't going to go in the in the next couple picks? I mean, who was going to take him? It wasn't going to be us. Certainly wasn't yeah. going to be the Patriots. Uh, but yeah. I bet the Pats were not willing to move backwards as they see Mac Jones ticking down the draft board. Uh, but that was that moment where it's like trade at fourteen. I'm like, oh fuck, the Saints did it. The Saints moved yeah. up. And they were going to yeah. take them. And it sounds like reports have come out afterwards that they were trying. They were really trying to get sure. there. Well, football team was too. Yeah, football team could have used them. Uh, but it ends up dropping right in the Pats' lap. They don't have to spend any extra resources. They get a quarterback with some. Yeah. How about the, his his walk to the stage? I was like, oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> this does not look like uh, like an A-plus athlete walking down no, there. He, he's got a strange walk, huh? It's like a. I don't even know what you call that. It's a very weird stroll. I seen Ben Roethlisberger. Ben's knees. Ben's knees just point inwards. Does Ben Roethlisberger look like he has any business being on a field doing anything? <laughs> no. He's an he looks oak. like an offensive lineman. He really doesn't look like a quarterback. I'm just saying, you know, so I don't care about the shape of their body. I mean, I'd take a fat guy as long as he could throw, move around. You know, I don't care. And uh, I, don't, I think I'm Matt- calling Mac fat. He's he. There's some tubby pictures of him out there. Uh, I bet the Patriots training staff is going to get him whipped into shape within the next two Cam years. Newton. Cam Newton. That's all he does is work out. You know? Yeah. Only you know? Cam Newton practiced throwing more. I don't. I mean, that's great that he can lift all the and bench and all this stuff. Cool. It's like, can't I see you doing drills of just throwing footballs for four hours? Or you can't do it because your shoulders hurt. Oh, great. You know, it's like. I don't know if you're supposed to be playing quarterback, man. You could do something. Do, do pull the Tebow. Go to tight end. So th- this brings up the the big but unanswerable question: When when does this become Mac Jones' team? It's a very tough question. You can't answer it, right? I, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have a bold prediction that he like he overthrows Cam within the first couple games. I don't think that's gonna happen, but we all think. I feel like you know. It's going to take like eight or ten games. Cam's not going to do anything. And by then, okay, maybe they'll throw him in at the end of the season and whatever. But I don't know. They have such a good, talented team right now everywhere else. They filled in other holes in the draft, as we'll get to. Um, I, I have a feeling that Bill's going to be like, you know, I don't want to go another 500 season. If this kid's got anything, which hopefully we'll see in training camp, if he has anything, he might roll the dice just to see – like that's their only chance. Like, okay, if you go five and twelve with Mac, or seven and ten with Cam, is that really a big difference? No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, 
I don't think they're in love with Mac Jones. I think they were kind of backed into a corner with that. I think they love Cam Newton. Um, maybe not long term, but they love him in the immediate future, which sucks. I think I haven't seen the schedule. I think we get that tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say maybe week 12, week 14, we see Mac Jones. They they really seem to be riding with Cam Newton. So we'll see. Hopefully it's not as long as that. Hopefully it's week one, you know? Yeah. Um, right. I think my bold prediction is full redshirt year. Full redshirt. I was, I was oh, just, that would be painful. But you're right. It's. I was thinking about the way the Patriots treat quarterbacks. And even Tom Brady, I mean, how many times did we bitch about it's third and eight and we're running a wide receiver screen because they don't tr- trust Tom Brady to have a back a drop back pass game. I mean, it's like they're they're pretty dang conservative on the way that they treat quarterbacks. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play on for years. I mean, not not that that was uh, surprising. Tom Brady sat for a year uh, again. Not that that was surprising. Now that I think about, it. but then like Jacoby Brissett played a couple games when Brady was suspended and Garoppolo got hurt. And I think he attempted like nine passes. I mean, it was. He just a, had him run and hand it off, yeah. Which is a joke because he's slow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, how many times did were we up by like 20, 30 points, and we we just kept Brady in there, and we didn't take him out till it was like, it was like the two minute warning. It's like, hey, can we, can we get this guy out of there? We don't want to risk him getting injured, and we're all wanting to see the backup whoever it was at the time, and um, I mean that that went on for years. That's yeah, they don't like to, you know, they don't per- like to make changes point. there. Perfect point. Yeah, they like to be pretty dang conservative with the way that they handle the quarterbacks with kid gloves. Consistent. Yep. But, but the thing is, do you think Bill can handle the questions every single game for an entire season if we're not winning? Oh, if we're not I mean, winning, that's tough. Like, can he say handle we're... them without being a, like a crazy dick and like giving attitude to all the answers? No, I mean he's going to give you attitude week one. You know, but he's yeah. he's going to give you the same answer in week twelve that he gave you in week one. But we'll like do Bill doesn't want to go five hundred. I don't think Bill wants to go five hundred. And I think if he sees that, or if that's what he thinks, he's going to get the best out of Cam Newton. That's the only hope that um, you know Max starts pretty quick. It's like you know you go. What, what's the point of going eight hundred this year? That would suck. You just spent all this money. Kraft would be pissed. Kraft is going to be bullshit if you just spent. It was like $250 million in cash he just had to shell out or something, and they go 500 That would be a joke. You went all yeah. in. You went all in for yeah. free agency, you know? It's like, okay, you're going to go with Cam. They go, after like four falls <laughs> of the dirt, they're going to have to take him out. <laughs> Maybe, and they'll probably put Stidham in instead just to yeah. spite us. Yeah. Uh, so with Mac Jones joining the Patriots quarterback room, it seems like that is pretty set going forward for the future depends whether or not Stidham actually makes the team but we we all feel quite confident Cam Mac will both be there which closes the door at least for the time being on Jimmy G so the Niners trade up big time take Trey Lance unexpectedly I was surprised I did not expect done that they actually took him that high so they trade two future first this year's first maybe a third rounder also to move up to three. They take From where tra- though? Where were they originally? They 12. were at like twelve okay, twelve. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. And they they get Trey Lance, a kid who's played like fourteen college games, actually pretty similar to how many starts Mac Jones has had. I think he, his was like eighteen. 
Uh, Trey has played one game in the last two years. Everybody raves about his intangibles, his intelligence. Obviously, he's a terrific athlete with a huge arm. And then you got Jimmy Garoppolo sitting there. I mean, what what is going on with the Niners' quarterback situation? There was a report um, out that after that came out after the draft that sometime leading up to the draft or during the draft, Patriots and Niners were talking about it, and basically it came down to the Patriots wanted Jimmy to take a pay cut to like fifteen or sixteen million, and I don't know what the compensation would have been, but Jimmy didn't want to take a pay cut, so they nixed it. He basically betted himself for a year uh, or two. Was it two years? One year left. One year left. Yeah. So he could so he could get a new contract with with better money, which I get. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But that that was Jimmy basically saying, right? Yeah. Basically, as far, far as I understood it, it was that. You know, Jimmy was. You know, he wanted to go. He would have came here, but he does not want to take less money. But I can't they cut him and like only lose like a few million bucks? Yep. Yeah, but they, that's they, they don't want to do that. I mean, if they could get a, if they could get like a third pick, third round pick for him, a second round pick. I mean, it's a lot of value for an asset. And you have a rookie quarterback that barely threw the ball in college. To be honest with you, if you look at his numbers, it's I agree. You know, he didn't throw the ball a lot. He was running a lot. Um, that's a huge gamble to take and a ton to give up to do it. Um, so we'll see. I mean, that's I'll, de- I'll give him credit because that's definitely putting uh, putting your cards on the table there. <laughs> putting your car your cards and maybe a little something else on the table. Yeah, huh? Jesus. Kyle Shanahan putting his job on the line. Uh, yeah. So that was the first big surprise at three. Kyle Pitts goes four, highest tight end ever drafted. I mean, as far as anybody can really remember. Who knows in the '60s back when they had like five teams. Uh, and then at five, I was surprised. The Bengals. They doubled down on this, like, we're going to protect Joe Burrow with weapons, not with offensive linemen. <laughs> they go with mm-hmm. another receiver uh, to pair with him. Oh, listen Boy, to Jamal, they were, I told you they weren't going to pass up the opportunity to get him back. Get He's going to put them back in together. the seats, which is a problem they have there. And it's a pretty deep class as far as um, tackles, offensive linemen. I think, they, I think it's a mistake. You know, you get a generational type tackle there. And you don't take them. Uh, that so could, well. that could come back to bite you. I mean, look at the Detroit Lions in the past. It's it's fucking nightmare. If you can't protect your quarterback, your quarterback yeah, it's not it's, worth it. It's a bad look. If he gets injured again, it's a really bad look. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, so yeah. we'll see about that one. Good, good receiver though. It's nothing against Jamar Chase. It's just like I don't know. You know, that's tough player to pass on Penny Sewell. Yeah, and if you want to put butts in the seats, you want Joe Burrow on the field, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then a couple other things happened. Dang Dolphins got another speedy receiver. Jalen Waddle goes at six uh, before Devontae Smith, is his college teammate, went at 11. Then you got that, yep. that run on cornerbacks at the end of the top 10. Carolina and Denver both, both going cornerback, leaving Dallas with nobody to take at the one position that was – I mean, how poorly kept was that secret? Going into the draft, everybody knew Dallas wanted a cornerback. Yeah, and they thought they were getting it no matter what. They thought there was no chance both corners went in the top ten. Turns out Teddy Teddy Bridgewater goes out to Denver, and uh, the Broncos say, screw it, we'll go defense. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, this is where we get into the Mac Jones part, and then right afterwards, I think it was like two picks later, 
the Raiders reach for Alex Leatherwood. There's like three or four better tackles. On, yeah, that was bad. On, on That's board. what people were saying. I don't know much about Leatherwood. Oh, he's a high, highly touted prospect out of high school. He might have been a top 10 recruit of like across the position groups. Uh, but he's just, he's like a big, strong, he's a classic Alabama lineman who's just like mm-hmm. big, strong, moves people. But he's got he's got a ceiling on how good he's going to be athletically, and a lot of people think he's going to be a guard. I think he would be best as a guard. Also, he's never going to play left tackle. Obviously, the the Raiders have Colton Miller at left tackle, so they're set. That, that name position. though, Leatherwood, like you're going to be pretty good. You know what's crazy to me is with the Raiders, their second round pick at 43, they got Morick. They got like the best safety in the draft. You could have legitimately legitimately flipped 17 and 43, and it would have made total sense to me. You know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. very weird what they did, and uh, very Raider Raider like. Yeah, classic Raider like. Yeah, I love the look into the the Raiders draft room, and it's like Mike Mayock sitting in at the front, but he keeps looking over his right shoulder at John mm-hmm. Gruden, who you know is making all the choices. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Mayock gives him a lot of. Uh, I think Mayock watches a lot of tape. Well, yeah, that's his job. I think that's all. I think he. I think he trusts. Mayock finds weird things. He probably find. He's probably the one that convinced Gruden about Leatherwood. He's like, you don't get it. This guy's a gem. <laughs> they also got that Malcolm Kuntz, Malcolm Kuntz kid who's been really being talked up by certain guys. Uh, I don't watch a lot of Buffalo, so I can't really tell you much on him. But I know. Uh, I think was it Khalil Mack went to Buffalo. Yep. Freak. Uh, you know, every now and then you get you get one of these. Uh, freak athletes from these from these little schools so we'll see the late, happens the late bloomers mm-hmm. yeah. yeah every year it seems like there are some prospects who are predicted pretty much universally to be first round picks and then they slide into day two and almost every single time those guys go within the first 10 picks of day two they go like rapid succession think of miles jack is a good example of somebody that that everyone thought was going to be in the first round, he goes like almost immediately day two, because I feel like people get a, a good night's sleep and then they look at the board and they're like, "Why are we not taking that dude?" Like he's right. animus first rounder, and luckily that shit happened for the Patriots, and they were sitting pretty at like forty five, I think in the mm-hmm. second round, they move up, pick up Christian Barmore, who was my prediction for us in the first round at number 15 yeah. we pick up mm-hmm. him in addition to mac jones double down on the crimson tide i mean i was ecstatic how are you guys feeling oh yeah absolutely pumped see that's a great pick i mean i i'm sitting there thinking oh i want bomb more you know we were talking about it how many times have we talked about it so far at 15 it wouldn't have been a bad pick um based on how you know the pre-draft rankings were uh the pff numbers are through the roof interior pass rusher and and disruptor i don't even remember the last time we had one of those like it like a true defensive tackle that can rush the passer i mean who who comes to mind really no one for me i mean even wolfork was more of a a run stuffer akeem hicks akeem hicks was he was more of an he seemed more of an edge player right for half Uh, a season we we brought him interior no he was he's been good for chicago he's been hurt the last two years but he was really good when he first got there but all this talk about him uh, pre-draft and and during the draft and you know what he did last season, the last couple weeks I've heard a ton of rumblings about Barmore about why he fell. Somebody said they wouldn't have taken him till the third round from a mystery GM. 
Yeah, uh, right. I think I saw that too. Yeah, Warren Sapp saying uh, he he's not even a third round pick. Um, I don't know. I saw him play against some pretty good competition, and he looked fucking amazing. So we'll see. I, mean, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I we, we like you just said we were talking about him, but yeah, some weird character issues made him fall. Some people say he isn't going to be good with discipline and some people said, but then, then there's a whole another camp that are saying, no, like he's the type of guy that just needs discipline. That's why I did well at Alabama, which does make sense. And new England's a place where, you know, Nick Saban, was- Bill Belichick, very similar ideals for football. I, yeah. I mean, if they can get this guy together, he's a fucking steel draft steel, you know, Chris Jones type player in my mind, fucking huge a- interior pass rusher. That's what we, if we get that, you pair him with Lawrence Guy and some of the others, these other D tackles we got. I mean, we're gonna have an insane de- defensive line. One of the reports I heard, and this is like the worst thing I heard about him. It was it was like a really trusted Patriots guy that said, based on what he's heard, he wouldn't draft Barmore at all, not in all seven rounds. So I don't know what that means, but when you say something to that, like a Patriots fan, my mind immediately goes to like Aaron Hernandez. So you yeah, know I- that. That, to me, is fucking terrifying. I don't know what's going on. The worst I've heard about him is, like, he's late to fucking practice. Yeah, so, which is, like, that nothing. doesn't sound... I mean, Randy I mean it's Moss bad for the Patriots. For practice. But it's not, like, something that would you, you would totally disqualify him from being drafted for. So, I, I don't know. I do have concerns. And we don't really hear a lot of this shit before the draft. It all comes out after oh. the fact, so... Yeah. Of course it does. But we also know that the Patriots sent, like, their whole brain trust to Alabama to talk to their whole coaching staff, do all the homework they possibly could. There's, there's. Do you think Nick Saban is going to try to swindle Belichick at this stage? I That's doubt it. But did you you heard the thing about Urban Meyer where he told everybody that he lied to all the NFL coaches? Oh, no, I didn't, but that's funny. I don't know if he was making about? a joke or not, but he was like, they were like, oh, what do you usually used to do for tips for the NFL coaches? And he was like, I'd lie about them. Oh, great. Sounds about just right up Urban. Urban Meyer's alley. Yep. Well, that would that would sever a pretty good relationship over the years, right? Saban and, and Belichick. If he burned them on Barmore, they're boys. They're boys. Yeah. They're boys for good. I mean, you know, and I've heard people complain about the Saban Belichick connection, like players coming to the NFL. Cyrus Jones is the one that immediately comes to thought second round pick on him. But I mean, you know, people have been saying, oh, this, that, the other thing. But we've had some good picks, like Hightower is a knock out of the park. You know, Saban mm-hmm. was there. That was a big one, um, you know, uh, a running back right now. What's his name? Damian Harris. Damian, Damian Harris. Harris, absolute beast, like got him in the third round. So there's guys that have done well from Alabama too. So Yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not too worried about what the Alabama coaches told us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it's – I mean, you can see it on the film. Barmore's effort is inconsistent. I, I don't think he is a 100% snap player, probably closer to yeah. 60%. But he is instantly the most talented defensive lineman we have on what's currently a solid room after right. last year being a terrible unit, like a really deficient unit. And now it's awesome, and he's the best one. He's the most talented one. He won't be mm-hmm. the best player in that group this season, but he has the potential to be very soon. And you don't know, man. I mean, hey, give him a big bundle of cash that some people do different things to him. Some want to, all right, screw it. Let's make more, and some screw. Yeah. Hopefully he's works for it second round pick not that much cash but you can point to people where if you perform at a high level for four years you're making yeah, right you're making 10 times that every single year 
exactly. what you made in those first four years combined. After that, Pats go, they had to, to give up some assets in the fourth round to move up to uh, 38 to select Barmore. But then at the end of the third round, compensatory pick, the, the Tom Brady pick, we get no. Ronnie Perkins. This is the Tom Brady pick. Uh, Tom Brady. I like this pick. I like, it, I like too. it too. And so did everybody on TV. You look at, I didn't scout him beforehand, but you look at McShay and Kuiper, and they're both like, I have this guy way above 96 on my board. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's super productive, can play the run, can play the pass. Um, probably needs to put on a little weight to play defensive end in um, in the NFL. Yeah. I think that's where he, they'll probably want him. But, I mean, so you can say what you want about him, but he flat out makes plays. Um, you say he's, like, you know, not good at holding the edge or, or whatever. Uh, bites on uh, CBR, uh, contained bootleg reverse on, a lot, goes after the back. Uh, but I think a lot of that stuff just coaching and then put on some weight and he could be a good player. He looks like a really productive at Oklahoma got suspended for a few games for, I'm not exactly, I think they said it was a drug test. I don't know if it's performance enhancer or recreational. No, it was, it was pot. It was pot. So he gets suspended. For, I think it was like five games. It was a pretty significant suspension still winds up with uh, all conference honorable mention, I think, or second team. I don't know, but he got recognition there. This stinks of the Trey Flowers draft pick. So Trey Flowers was a fourth round pick and That's didn't just listed here as comparable NFL player. I would I would not I mean I love Trey Flowers with the Patriots. I really haven't seen him do shit with the Lions, but yeah. When he came out in the fourth round, we selected him and it was like, "Who? What? Nobody he wasn't on anyone's radar." And apparently one of the things that came out afterwards was when the Patriots interview players, they always ask him, "Who was the toughest guy you played against?" And like they did that with all the SEC offensive linemen, and every one of them was like, "Oh, Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers is a nightmare." Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm getting from this pick. I mean, I, I know he was pretty highly touted, but you watch him on film, and he's super stiff. He doesn't move laterally at all. I don't think he can play off the line of scrimmage. Nor, but you think? I bet a bunch of people were like, "I hated playing against Ronnie Perkins because you, uh, you watch him on the field. He's pretty relentless. He gets good leverage, and and like Ryan said." He's productive. Yeah, no, I mean, everything I looked about him, he looks... I don't think he's a guy that's going to come in and contribute immediately. You know, usually their third picks where they make it, you know, they hit on those picks. It takes the guy two, sometimes three years to actually go into a starting role. You know, i.e. Damian Harris, Trey Flowers, another guy took a couple years, but that's great. I mean, I like it. If he can become a player in the next two years, that's awesome. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that'd be clutch. And then I think the last pick who's really likely to make the team Ramondre Stevenson, another Oklahoma player. Uh, this guy was listed at 246, six feet, 246 tailback for Big Oklahoma. He weighed in at the pro day at 227. So I think he slimmed down. He wanted to run a little bit better on film, not a fleet of foot guy, not a guy that's going to break anybody's ankles, but he he's built like like a shit house. Like you can't get your arms around him. If he squares his shoulders, it's just like, yeah. it's a hard day at the office for the defense. Yeah. Surprisingly awesome. good feet too. You know, he does have good feet. Yeah. He, he feet. caught the ball a little bit there as well. He's going to be a goal line weapon as soon as Cam Newton is not under center. It That's what it looked like to me where it's like, Oh, okay. If Mac Jones is the quarterback, what are we going to do in the red zone at the goal line? Some like somebody like this is going to carry the ball. Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. 
I'm all for it. Yeah, big big old running backs. Uh, I don't know how that spells things up for Sony Michelle. I think it really puts the pressure on Sony this year because they didn't. Uh, I don't think we talked about it. They didn't um, exercise his fifth year option. They did for uh, what's his name over there, old left tackle boy, Isaiah Wynn. Isaiah Wynn. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so I think it really puts the pressure on him. We got another running back. James White was only a one year contract. So he's probably looking to make more money next year. Sony might, you know, if Sony plays well, I think we would keep him. If he doesn't, I think we move on from him because of Mr. Stevenson. Yeah, I like it. It's a, it's a goal line back. I mean, it's that's the way I, I'm looking at him. I think he's fairly decent for his size at catching the ball, too. I yeah. Know, I mean, he could technically play fullback, but I don't think they're going to use him that way because I think we already have two NFL-caliber uh, fullbacks on, on the roster. So, um that one's good. I, that one's a, a good pick to me. The thing is, it's a lot of running backs on the roster. I'd be curious to see who gets cut. I think it, I'm hoping it's not. I don't wouldn't wish it on him, but I don't know why Brandon Bolden automatically makes the team all the time. Um, I know for special teams, Granny, don't even defend to defend the special teams aspect of it. Uh, How many guys do we carry specifically for special teams? It's way too many. Like, I mean, it's like at least throw this dude Stevenson down there for Christ's sake. We we carry like six or seven players that are just special teams. It's like Bethel, Slater, our kicker, our punter, our long snapper, Cody Matthew. Davis. Yeah, it's Brandon like, King. Brandon King. Get him off the team. Brandon King, King is outstanding. You shut your mouth. No, he shit on Brady two years ago. I didn't like it. Yeah, at the expense of who not making the team is what I want to know. You know, like that's that's what I care about. Yeah, all those all those people we let go, all those top picks, second rounders we cut away in the last five years. Yeah, who's been yeah. good elsewhere for, on that group? Let's not wait, wait before you answer that question. Yeah, uh, could I just say something else about the the running back stuff? So, so yeah. Sony Michelle's contract this year fully guaranteed because he was a first mm-hmm. round pick, um, which is like two million or something. So that that's a lot to cut and just walk away from from somebody that could be productive. I could see one of them winding up on the pup list, on an injured list, something like that. And then, um, what were you saying? Oh, uh, where Ramondre Stevenson comes in, he came out of a single back offense where we know Sony Michelle and Damian Harris do so much better with the fullback mm-hmm. than they do in a single back pistol, where Mac Jones. Is, was a strictly shotgun quarterback in college. If he's going to be playing in the pistol or just in the regular shotgun with the halfback beside him, this is the type of running back you need. That's a good point. All okay. right, there you go. So who are the second-round picks that did well elsewhere? Like Cyrus Jones, Tavon Wilson, Jordan Richards. Those guys have been lighting it up, right? Um, so who, who is that? Tavon got some money, didn't What, is that, what does that do for you, that they all sucked everywhere? Yeah. Well, you should move on from them quickly. I mean, they didn't move on from Tavon or Jordan Richards quickly. Uh, Darius Butler was a second-round pick that sucked here and went on to be pretty good. That's a good one, but that was like 10 years ago. Who's the kid that wound up in Denver? Duke Dawson. Duke Dawson. He Duke played Dawson. They moved him to safety, I think. And he actually, ended up being he, fairly decent. Yeah, he plays for them. He actually gets on yeah. the field. Well, exactly. they, drafted, they drafted two safeties this year, so back to back too. Uh, Jamar Jefferson, Jamar for the kid from Indiana, and uh, someone else I can't remember. And Denver has like the best safety in the NFL right now, Justin Simmons. Yeah, he's up there. He's right at the top of the list. Um, so you know, from the first four picks, there were there were some later picks as well that that'll have to fight for a roster spot. But I mean, that's 
Could you have possibly asked for a better draft than that? No. No, pretty first three good. was really good. I, I was pretty happy with, with the first three. Um, even past that, I liked McGrone a lot. I know he's injured for the season. Uh, ACL in November. Rangy, speedy, decent in coverage. To get him where you got him, I think it was in the fifth round. Uh, he's probably going to miss this whole year, but that's kind of a poor man's Jamin Davis. I, I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped about that kid from Michigan. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's hurt though, right? So he's pretty much redshirted. Yeah. That's Wrong. what Belichick said too. Doesn't he's count as a roster yeah. spot. I heard he was supposed to be a good player. But and then, you know what? Trey Nixon, 6'1", 185, yeah. run, runs well. Like didn't play in a big school and was picked by the last pick by Ernie Adams. Yeah, Ernie Adams is moving on. So you know what? I have a feeling that that kid might be pretty good. Yeah, shout out to Ernie Adams. Did you guys hear the David Givens draft story that came out after Ernie Adams announced the retirement? Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't hear it. Well, apparently they were on the clock. This is two thousand one. I think was the David Givens draft. And it was in the seventh round, and they were just, like, discombobulated. They're like, I don't know what the heck to do. And they have, like, four minutes to make a decision. And apparently Ernie Adams went into the draft book, which is, like, the biggest binder you've ever seen in your life, and just somehow, like, digested the whole thing and was saying, all right, let's take David Givens. And then he becomes, for, he had a streak of, like, 10 he had like 10 receiving touchdowns in the playoffs over a two-year stretch i mean he was he was lighting oh. it up mm-hmm. for Would us he get injured yeah well he left in free agency went to tennessee and then he got injured got a lot of money and like he, got he was a, yeah. he was a strong kid he, he was uh notre dame notre dame kid right yeah he was a running back at notre dame transitioned yeah. to to wide out for the patriots apparently he he would spend like an hour a day on the jugs machine until he learned how to catch the ball yeah he had some huge arms i remember oh. him they all need to do. Yeah. Yeah, he was a beast. So, yeah, Trey Nixon. Hopefully he's the next David Givens. Yeah, dude, was he injured last year? I don't remember seeing him. Trey Nixon? Yeah. Oh. I don't watch a ton of UCF, but when I did watch him, I don't remember seeing him. I don't know if he, I just didn't notice him. Or, um, or what, but I know I watched tape of him, and he looks pretty good. He looks quick. He catches, seems like he catches everything, but... You know, you watch some of those tapes, and it's they don't show you the bad shit. They just show no, you the they don't show the horrible drops. Yeah. <laughs> and UCF is is one of those schools. I've heard this broken down before, where in Fl- Florida is such a hotbed for talent that they don't. They, I mean, a lot of the high talent from the state goes to Miami or Florida State or Florida, but right. a lot of it also leaves and goes elsewhere in the country. But there's still so much talent left over after all that movement that they all wind up at UCF. It's I think there's like sixty thousand people that go there in Orlando, and that's why they're they just always have these really good players who are like three stars that don't get all the high offers to go across the country. Uh, and Interesting. So they always have like under the radar really talented players. Okay, Very so yeah, I mean yeah, they usually uh, good, last yeah. year he only played like a couple games. Yeah, but UCF has a lot of good players come into the NFL. I, I want to say Asante Samuel was one of them. Hey, uh, the year before, 2019, he had uh, 49 receptions, 830 yards, and seven TDs. Take that any day of the week. You heard it here, folks, about that. So, yeah, solid well, draft class for the Patriots. Did uh, you hear why we really didn't pick up any undrafted free agents? No, why was it? I don't know. I was looking. They really – it was just uh, speculation. It's really weird. Well, we, we talked about this – 
previously that they have so many people on the roster they couldn't bring in that many more. I think they were right. They're currently sitting at like eighty-five players on the roster, and they would max out at ninety. And so, and I heard the draft class. Did you see the draft class number was like a fraction of what it normally is in terms of salary cap? No, in terms of actual people in the pot, like guys that declared this year. It was like fifteen hundred versus like a few thousand. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's like way less players declared, so maybe they're just seventh round was you know undrafted free agent talent this time around. You know what I mean? Yeah, good point. So, I don't know. But they did bring back Harvey Longy, who was the highest paid undrafted free agent they've ever signed after he had a stint with you the know, Jets. Right? He actually had a really good game against us when he, when he played for the Jets. He um, did. I remember being jealous about it, sadly. You know? Yeah, that's probably why they back. brought him Let's back. See what, he's, see what he's got. Here you go. Trey uh, Nixon started at Ole Miss. Sorry. just want to say that. And then transferred out. That- what surprised me is we didn't take a kicker, even though we got one. Um, I think it was our only undrafted free agent. We got uh, another Michigan kid, um, Quinn Norton. It's a weird name, Norton. Uh, but, yeah, I thought we were going to draft him, seeing as how we took one in, like, the fourth round last year that we just ended up cutting. No, I think he's still under contract somehow with us. Yeah, they brought him back. Warwasser? Yeah. Warwasser. Oh, my God. Exactly. Uh, before we close the book on the draft, anything else that stuck out to you guys? Best picks, worst picks, laughable worst scenarios? Pick? The Ravens, I just... Terrible. I Ravens? hate the Ravens pick. Yeah, they had two first-round picks. They had 27 and 31. They took uh, Ed Rusher from Penn State that literally did not do a single fucking thing in college. Oh, over. right, no sacks, right? He no was sacks. A, oh, he's a great workout, a workout warrior. warrior. Right. And then Rashad Bateman, receiver, who I like. Minnesota. He was a reach. It was a reach. I like him as a receiver. The problem is they don't throw the fucking ball ever, ever. And then in um, the fourth round, they took Tylen Wallace, another decent receiver I like from uh, Oklahoma State. I, I just don't understand why you guys aren't you guys aren't going to throw the ball. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but yeah, I, brutal. Those are the two I didn't like. Also, uh, something that jumped out to me. Jeremiah Awusu Karamoa, uh, kid from Notre Dame, good edge player, kind of like one of those tweener safety linebackers that are coming out now. Okay. Um, yeah, just crazy athlete. I he I guess he has some kind of heart condition, and that's why he dropped so far. And I think the Browns ended up getting him like almost late, mid to late second round. Interesting. Yeah, because we're all looking at that, and he was the best player on the board. Best player on my board, best player on Kuiper's board for like 20 picks, it felt like. It's like, yeah, who's going to take this guy? Yeah. Huh. But I love the Browns now. Holy shit. I, I love Dude, so many players on draft. that team. Yeah. They, get, they had a good looking draft, man. They got Grant mm. Delpit coming back. He was my favorite player in last oh, year's right. draft. Yeah. They picked up Owosu Karamoa, who's just a, a attacking missile right now at linebacker. You look at, at their team, you're like, they have studs kind of all over the place. They got John Johnson at a free agency. They got Denzel yep. Ward, obviously Miles Garrett, Garrett. All, yeah. everybody else up front. Their their offense is pretty loaded everywhere. They're only handicapped at quarterback. I mean, it's like, Dude. that's that's pretty stacked team. Dude, Greg Newsom, uh, the second on the other side of uh, Denzel Ward. Bunch of bunch of linebackers. Miles Garrett. Uh, dude, it's a fun team. Oh, they, they got the burner from Auburn. Anthony Schwartz to go with um, 
you know, uh, LSU kids there. <laughs> Beckham and Landry. Yeah, Beckham yeah. and Landry. LSU. And they got two tight ends. They got everything, man. They got a nasty running back. Dude. Even Richard Higgins is is a pretty good third receiver. Yeah, Schwartz is just going to be out there running jet sweeps three times a game, scaring the shit out of people. It's going to be a fun team to watch. Yeah, dude. they're going to be good. They're going to be good. Browns finally have like some traction. Yeah. They have a roster. They definitely have a roster. They got uh, a, they got a coach whose head's not directly up his ass. Know, dude, their right? offensive line is strong too. It's there's really not a lot of weakness on that team. Yeah, I know, right? Um, one of the things I was most shocked about, we already talked about it, but just to reiterate, it was the trade up for the San Francisco 49ers to actually get Trey Lance. I can't believe they spent all that money or all that draft capital in the future to move up just a few picks. You know, so many picks where they didn't have to go that far. They could have done less for, you know, moved up just a couple spots. That's crazy. You, I mean, you, you draft a guy third overall who's they're telling you isn't going to start for a year. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And it's also, you know I mean? they moved up from 12 to three because I, I guess, well, because you didn't want to lose your quarterback between three and 12, right? But then right. nobody took a quarterback in that span. Mm-hmm. I, I get that other teams, tra- like the Brown, the Bears traded up to number 11, and maybe another right. team would have traded up to, let's say, eight. Right. Uh, but they would have had the option to do that too. <laughs> Well, exactly. Like, why did you play your hand? Why did you overpay and play your hand so early when you could have done it on draft day and done exactly like not to say that Patriots were all knowing, but it's like, OK, they didn't, you know, over, you jump out too quick or pull the trigger too quick on anything. And all of a sudden, hey, we got a quarterback at 15. And if they wanted, like you said, we could have jumped up if they really liked fields, they could have got him and not given up that much to get him if that was the guy. You know what I mean? So, just crazy they spent that that much uh, on him. Yeah. Wild, wild stuff. Yeah. Just to add to to the draft uh, scenario here, I I actually really like what the Jets did, and I I hate to say it, but you get that, you get Zach Wilson at number two. Number 14, you you move around, you get the best guard in the draft, really, Vera Tucker. Number uh, second round, Elijah Moore is still there for some reason. Um, Fourth round, Really good running back, Michael Carter from UNC. And then you go five straight DBs. Uh, I mean, that's not so bad. I I kind of like what they did. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I think, yeah, it's it's the trade-up for Vera Tucker. That's the only question mark to me. But you're, I, I don't think anybody questions that he's going to make it as an NFL starter. Mm-hmm. So from from that perspective, you'd be like, yeah, we're all set. You know, we got a franchise right. quarterback or a guy that we we believe is a franchise quarterback. They got their left tackle last season. That dude is a mammoth. Mm-hmm. Now let's keep fortifying the offensive line, keep them upright. They signed a couple right. receivers. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're doing the right things. It seems like, but unfortunately, they're moving more. in an okay direction. They're still the Jets. Yeah, that's true. But, but, uh, they do have some weapons now. You know. Yeah. No. No. They're they're moving. They you know they've got some pieces. They're getting finally putting pieces together. Uh, one thing, so here, you know, going back to the 49ers thing, but one, one theory out there that'll get us to our next, uh, topic is that the Niners traded all that away to move up to number three, to try and entice Green Bay into giving Aaron Rodgers up. That was a rumor on the mill the past week or two was that that's why they gave up so much because they were trying to get him. That seems seems stupid. That seems pretty stupid to me. 
Dude, they're really work. putting something on their they're, table there. I mean, it really it. didn't work if that was the case. Wild. That's some hindsight logic, isn't it? It's like they made that trade Seems at the beginning like of March, and it didn't come out that Rodgers was in, insanely unhappy until like draft day. I'm sure people knew about that. We we found that out pretty late. Though. Yeah. You Dude. know what I mean? That's the last Speaking thing I'll say about the draft. The Lions, they said they wanted to get tougher and bite people's ankles and shit. Their first three picks, one in the first, one in the second, one in the third. Offensive tackle, nose tackle, nose tackle. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I love it, dude. They don't believe in modern football. <laughs> no. But I, I liked Ample. all of those players that they got. Yeah. The, the nose, yeah. the, the first nose tackle that you mentioned that um, they, they got. Was Zurich? Levi on Wurzerike. Yeah. Uh, he's only like 290. It's not like he's some he's not a Vince Wilfork type. He's closer yeah. to an Aaron Donald style of exactly. play. Aline McNeil is like got to be at least 350, right? Like He's the Wilfork type. Yeah. So, so you got him? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're powerful. They're powerful they're now. Powerful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're big. Uh, you guys just reminded me of the the last thing for me on the draft which is when you are watching these players in college football and then scouting them before the draft and you just fall in love with so many of these guys and then they wind up on the Ravens or the Jets or the mm. Chiefs and you're like, shoot, like I thought I liked that guy and now I got to root against him for yeah, at least right. four no, years. I don't like him anymore. Yeah, it sucks. Like Rashad Bateman was like that for me. I was like, oh man, I really like that guy. And now yeah. he's on the Ravens. Well, don't worry. They'll get rid of him in four years because he, he won't have any production. <laughs> Should have seen that coming. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. All right. Anything else to cover in May in the doldrums of the NFL offseason? Jesus, it's been. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you think they? Do you think the uh, Packers are going to keep Rodgers? Do you think he uh, comes back, retires, goes somewhere else? It's always easiest just to say he'll he'll come back. He'll be back. They'll figure it out. Kind of annoying that he's bitching. It's like, dude, you made the NFC title game twice, and part of the reason you blew it last year was because you wouldn't throw the ball. So. What are you pissed about? <laughs> what does he have to be so? Took a quarterback in the first round. He wanted them to take a receiver. Like, dude, how many receivers have they put around you in the past? I know, right? And you haven't so done many. shit. It's like, it's like fucking all pro receiver after all pro receiver over there. All you know, the time. All, all the, time. the time. All the time. And you're not going to. You know what I think it is? I think he saw that Brady left and got his ass kissed so much more. When he left, that Rodgers is like, oh, well, I want my ass kissed way more than it currently is. So if I leave, I'll get that. And that's what he wants. He just wants everyone to shower him and go, oh, what's he's hearing that Brady is like calling the plays and like has personnel power or whatever what bullshit. His, uh, and what he's his all about it. It was like Vegas, Denver, um, San Francisco, and, and one other place. It was like and maybe that wasn't the Chargers. I don't remember who it was. Everybody yeah, wants to go to the same cities. Yeah, and no one wants to be in fucking Green Bay, to be honest. Like, at the end of the day, you're in fucking We've Green been Bay. There, dude. there is nothing. There's there's nothing. It's it's a it's very much it's a suburb with a stadium in the middle of it. It's a it's a little Not in uh, Walk County. Could be. I don't remember it's, what county dude, there's we're in. Nothing even close to it. There's nothing within like an hour or two of it. There's like no three story buildings near it. Right, literally. <laughs> That's what There's got to be some good like Renaissance fairs or something out there. There was like, <laughs> there's like one, there was like one place to get food for takeout. I don't know if we saw any groceries. Blocks of cheese. 
just yeah it's just strictly what kind of cheese do you want oh yeah we only have one and it's also the only thing on the menu yeah (laughs) okay sorry wisconsin sorry we had to do that to you (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah so uh, who who knows aaron Rodgers, russell wilson this is the year of the the drama around quarterback yep I just want him to go away. I hope he retires. I don't want to see his fucking face anymore. I'm so sick of him. You know, it's always an excuse. It's always someone else. It's yeah. always someone else. Yeah. So, that being said, uh, yeah, we're we're gonna see the the schedule be announced tomorrow. Get to book your plane tickets to go see the Patriots play on the road. Hopefully, stadiums will be at enough capacity that uh, visiting fans can attend. And uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Pats are right. scheduled to have, I think, the third easiest schedule in the AFC, according to Warren Sharp. Woohoo! We need it. Yeah, for yeah. last year. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks, fellas. I guess, uh, yeah, we'll be back in the next couple of weeks to talk about whatever the heck else is going on with the Patriots in the NFL world. Sounds good. Later. All right. See you. Adios.